This is Jarvis Hester, the editor-in-chief of Live Free Magazine, and we are having a conversation with one of my dearest friends, Bjorn Defoe. He has made a huge name for himself with the work that he does with the Queen of Shade, and I am joined uh, now in the studio. Uh, Bjorn, the Queen of Shade, darling, how are you? I am, I'm awesome. I'm always encouraged and inspired when I get a chance to, to chat with you. You are such a, uh, just a, a, a powerhouse of, of positivity and creativity. And, um, you know, we, we're doing this Black Wall Street movement with Live Free Magazine. We're inspiring uh, black people to really go after their dreams and uh, create opportunities for themselves and you have ex done that exactly. You have um, taken the dream that you had and uh, what, what, what's the number that you're at now? You're at 68 million followers, is that right? 68, 78, what is, what is it? What is it now? <laughs> you're being too kind. I speak to 28 million. 28 million. That's still a lot of people. 28 million people. Listen to the Queen of Shade and the amazing messages that you, you share. Like, it, this morning you sent me a message and it had me in tears because um, you were speaking to the fact that when you have a dream, uh, it's, it's a challenge, you know? Like, holding on to that dream no matter what obstacles are that, that are facing you and you share your dream with people and they laugh at you and they think that you're crazy. And uh, so sh share with us your dream and how you've, you know manifest that dream well as I was as I sent in the message that I sent to you this morning what people don't understand about having a dream is that you're the only one that knows about that dream at that point no one else has seen it because there's no tangible evidence of that dream so in order it's it's much more difficult to get people on board to believe in your dream and I spoke about that because I said in my message this morning that I sent to you, there's a level of fear there because you don't know if people are going to endorse you. You don't know when or how long. You don't know when they're going to stop. So there's a level of fear when you have a dream and you have to be brave because, like I said, you're the only one carrying it. It doesn't have legs yet. It's not walking. It's not crawling. It's not even born. So with my dream... I definitely know what that was like because no one knew I could do what I do. No one, not my family, not anyone. And if I want to be honest, not me. I had to learn to be very flexible and to go with what the divine was putting and placing in my life. And I found that that kind of, the dream wasn't so much thought out. It kind of was a walk by faith. It kind of grew legs as I moved deeper into it. And so I was just, that's basically how my dream got started. I, I, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. Didn't know how to do it per se. Didn't know how I would do it. And it wasn't really, like I said to you this morning, it wasn't really my responsibility to figure out how. Mm -hmm. It was my responsibility to walk forward. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is... <clears throat> taking that initial step of faith, you may have a dream, you may have a passion about something, and it's that, that step of faith to say, okay, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to trust the universe that, that the manifestation of my needs to make it, make it reality will present itself as I take that first step. And I say universe, 
um, because I feel like universe for me helps me to really see the vastness and the the, the magnitude of our, the God that I serve and that he's so big that we limit him to uh, the title of God and to me that limits how how much he's, he's able to do because I believe that God, the universe, moves based off of our belief and if we don't believe in ourselves, the needs that we have are not going to be met because I believe it's it's like a uh, like like when you put, sow a seed, if you don't sow a seed, you can't expect a harvest. You know, if you don't put that seed of belief into the ground, the universe, you're not going to reap any type of reward or harvest because you've not sown in belief. And so, like, you have to, one, I believe, believe in yourself that no matter what, like, because I, I was talking to my friend the other day about even the work that I do for the past eight years, believing in this dream of Live Free Magazine, providing a platform for black artists to celebrate, to be celebrated, to, to hold on to that dream after so many failed events, so many failed opportunities. And I think that's like a, the biggest thing that people don't want to share is that transparency and that authenticity that, yes, I have failed. I've had failed events. I've had um, lots of failures in this past eight years, but I haven't given up. And I think that's the difference between a failure and success is that people who fail and who are failures have given up on their dream. They have said, okay, I, I can't do it anymore and I'm not going to try any again. But, you know, someone may be listening to this who may have had a recent failure and they feel like just completely giving up. But it's really the saying, you know what? I may have made a mistake, I may have failed, but what I'm going to do is learn from those mistakes and come back bigger and better, you know? And that's what life is all about. It's really learning from our, our, our challenges, learning from the, the things that are placed in front of us. So what have you learned over, how, how many years have you been doing The Queen of Shades? Five Four or five years? Yeah. Five years, but I've been in entertainment for 19 years. Yeah. So in those 19 years, I know you've learned some things. And how? what have you learned and how have you applied it to the success that you're seeing today in your life? Well, you already tapped into it and, and, and brought it out. Failure is an opportunity to learn. Failure is a lesson. So... You know, I said, I remember I said to my grandmother one day, and I just want to tell this story real quickly. I said to my grandmother, I said, you know, with all of the success that we're seeing now, I would give up everything that we've amassed if she needed some life-threatening, you know, surgery or something like that. I said to her, I said, she would be the only reason I would give my last dime. And she shocked me because she talked about I would say that would be failure for me because I would have had to give up everything that I've amassed. And she, I love my grandmother. We call her the queen mother because she looked at me and she said, you're such a fool. And I said, why? I said, she said, you don't have to give up every single dime that you've made. And this is a learning lesson. It has a reason. But I said to her, I said, well, yes. I mean, if you needed a, this surgery or anything that was life-threatening, I would give it up for, for you. And she said to me, she said, but you haven't learned the lesson. The lesson is the wisdom. The lesson is everything that you have gone through daily. And she said, because you learned the lesson, you'd be able to write a tell-all book and make all of your money back. Mm -hmm. So she taught me that when you learn a lesson, 
it stays with you. It doesn't matter whether it looks like to other people that you failed or that it looks like to other people that you folded. Mm -hmm. What matters is that even if you fail, when you get back up, you are not getting back up at the position of being a new a newbie or a novice. You will never be a newbie or a novice again because you will always have this information. You will always have what you learned previously. And she always says to me, even if you only get an inch further than you were before, that's still progress. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is that <clears throat> people want to quantify success with dollar amounts. And I don't believe that that's the definition of success is that I have a million dollars in my account, but you could have a million dollars in your account and be sick in your body and have no one around you to show you love and and care for you. And and in my mind, like that's not success. Like I feel like success is uh, obtaining and reaching for a goal that you're building and reaching for on a daily basis, you know, and it's, it's, it's not something that you can quantify with a dollar amount because we will never see the impact and the 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 lives that we have touched over the eight years of doing the free magazine that have inspired someone to go after their dreams. Well, I'll never know how fully how much of an impact the free magazine has made. Um, because there's no way to know like what people are seeing and what people are, are doing unless they tell me, which most people don't do. You know what I'm saying? And so like we can't really quantify and say, okay, I'm successful because I've reached this this amount financially. Um, I think that that's the missing piece and the missing communication uh, with, with our societies that we want to put labels on so many things when you really shouldn't. Like I feel like even our sexuality, like people want to put us, put people in in a, in a box, and I think that even if, example sexuality, sexuality is very fluid, and I think that people want to really quantify everything. When you can just live life and enjoy the gift of breathing, you know what I'm saying? Like, and <coughs> excuse me, I think that there's um, there's a sense of. Um, when you don't fit in that box, there's a sense of, uh, I'm not good enough. And people kill themselves over that thought. Like, I, I don't fit in. And, but it's okay because you're not meant to fit in. You're meant to, to, to be a trendsetter. You're meant to not conform. You're meant to, to lead the pact and not follow the pact, you know? And so, like, I think that here's an opportunity for us. Uh, both as uh, gay men to be able to really use a platform to inspire other gay men or other heterosexuals to to just go after what you what you're purposed to be what you're purposed in this world to to manifest and every one of us every person that's created has a purpose has a destiny and I think there's so many times and I know it breaks the heart of God because an example in the Bible he gives you an uh, example of the talents you know I've given you one talent three talents and to, to not be fulfilled in the purpose that God has created in each individual has to break the heart of God and I really feel like our platform is really to inspire people to really go after who their authentic selves, you know, to embrace who you are authentically and not to be ashamed of any aspect 
of of that character, of that person, of that of that entity, of who you are, you know. And so, um, how how would you what would you say to someone to really inspire them to embrace their authenticity? Well, you know, you said something, and I, I it, it you talked about quantifying, you know, and I'm going to make a lot of people mad right now because. What we don't understand and what we should understand is you don't have to be talented to make a million dollars. No, you don't. You don't have to be beautiful. You don't have to be gifted. You don't even have to be black or white. Money comes and goes. And usually you'll find that a lot of successful people are successful because they stood on the, on the shoulders of giants and other people and they were positioned. It's just opportunity. They may have had an opportunity that most people did not or have and that's the only reason why they have money money does not make you successful and you hit that nail on the head already which is why I was silent because money doesn't make you successful if you ask me what would I say to a person to inspire them I would say you have to live your dream do your dream and work your dream don't worry the hardest lesson I had to learn now it comes out the hardest lesson I had to learn was that money comes later you have to do the work and you will experience success far before your bank account will ever gain another comma and that's what people don't understand you will be successful far before your bank account grows success is one thing having money and having notoriety and having a nice house and having all of these things they are byproducts mm-hmm. of being successful mm-hmm. but they are not success exactly that's what i would say to inspire someone you being successful is a state of mind it's a state of being it's a state of learning it's a state of sharing it's a state of gathering it's a state of giving out you money cannot money Money comes and goes. Money cannot quantify your success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I'm so grateful, um, just for my parents because they, they have given me opportunity that a lot of parents didn't have the privilege to give their children. And so, like, I was having a conversation with some other people and their life experience, and I'm I'm sharing this because um. I'm sharing this because it's really important to understand that um, we all have been given opportunities, but really, uh, opportunity—it's really—it's it's really about preparation. You know, it's really about preparing yourself for that opportunity. And if I hadn't been prepared to be the editor in chief. I would not be able to do the work that I do. And I, a lot of people want to shun that valley experience, that 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 time and, and period where you are preparing yourself to be that the, the destiny that God, the universe, has prepared for you. And I think that in this time, I really want to really inspire people to embrace that time of loneliness, that embrace that time of solitude, because those are the times where you're being prepared and molded and formed to get you ready for that position of, of success. And instead of 
being frustrated, instead of getting um, walking in fear and being paralyzed in fear and, and wondering, because that anxiety of fear of wondering, well, when is it going to happen and how is it going to happen, that I honestly believe that pushes off the time frame because when you worry and when you live in that place of fear, it pushes away the place where the universe wants you to be, which is a place of peace, a place of joy, a place of acceptance, a place of of rest. Because when you truly rest in the knowledge that all things are working for your good, that even in a sense of loneliness, you're like, this is this is good for me. I, I'm going to learn from this 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 moment of loneliness because I know that it's preparing me for the greatness because if you think of that if you renew your mind and say okay I might be in a space where I don't want to be where it's uncomfortable but I know that there's a destiny there's a a a place where I'm going a place where I'm being prepared for that is greater than where I am now because you know, and I'm going to say the, the Bible says the greater things shall happen later in your life, you know. And so, like, if you can embrace that fact of, you know what, I'm going to be at peace knowing that all things are going to be good for me because I trust that the God of the universe has created me for such a time as this. I can rest in the fact that it's all going to work out. So in, in your life, where have you been and where you come to that revelation that, you know what, I'm going to just be at peace and knowing that no matter what I'm what I'm going through, because I know that you have been through some very challenging times in your life. Can you share one of those challenging times where you felt like, okay, where you came to that revelation that, you know, this is going to work out. I'm just going to trust the universe that this is going to work for my good. You know, I want to piggyback off of something you said, and I want to shed some light on it. You talked about the fact that People shun the valley experience. If there's anything in my life that I am proud of, it is learning to not shun the valley experience. And I want to be literal here. If you're you're on the mountaintop, if you're on the mountaintop, there's no water there. Mm. There's There's no shade there. There are no animals to hunt and eat there. Everything is down in the valley. Mm. So many people spend so much time, and I believe this is a trick of society to make you feel like, oh, I've got to reach the mountaintop, I've got to reach the mountaintop. The only thing that's great, or the only thing that's up there about the mountain that you have to worry about is thin air and the wind. (laughs) Everything that is to be had and to be enjoyed is surveyed in the land beneath the mountaintop. If there's anything, and if I want to piggyback off of something you said as well, if anything, we learned in the Bible, Moses went up to the mountaintop to talk to God. Mm. Then he came all the way back down into the valley to help them people live. Hey, you you preaching. I'm telling you what. My thing is, that's what I have learned. I have learned to stop trying to run from my valley experience. Mm. I have learned to stay my keisters down in the valley because in the valley is where I get to see God's goodness. Mm -hmm. It's where I get to see his provision. It's where I get to see all of the things that I've been praying for and asking him to manifest. There's very low. There's very little land on the mountaintop. 
It's a peak. Mm-hmm. Where can you build a house there? Where can you stand there with sure footing? You, the valley is where everything... Let me, get you, let me let you know something. The valley, that's where the battle takes place too. Everything down there. It's, there's nothing worth having. Nothing to be remembered about the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. It's all about the valley. You're going to remember every experience. This is where I first drank water. Or this is where I first caught my first deer to, to, to kill and to eat. This is where we built a campfire. This is where we came together. This is where we banded together. This is where we built our houses. Right. The, mountain, the mountaintop is a cheap, tawdry way of establishing a hierarchy and there should be no hierarchy mm-hmm. see they don't want people to understand and i say babe as the powers that be on this planet they don't want us to understand that there's more to life than just the mountaintop mm-hmm. there's way more to life than just standing up on the mountaintop life is to be lived in the valley Life is to be enjoyed mm-hmm. in the valley. Mm-hmm. The valley is where the battle and the light take place. Yep. I think also to understanding and appreciating how good life is when you have been in that valley experience because then you understand, wow, when, when things really do manifest and the goodness that, that's been promised to us manifests in our lives, the, the appreciation is so much greater because you have an understanding of that valley experience. Understand, wow, this is, this is good because I've been in the, the bad. You know, I've, I've experienced days where I hadn't had nothing to eat. So the fact that my refrigerator is full is a blessing and I can give gratitude to the universe for not having to worry about what I'm going to eat next, you know, or having $2 in my bank account and then seeing what it's like to have $2 million and, and really understanding, wow, I am so grateful because I understand what it's like to have nothing. And now I can be grateful for the abundance as well as have an attitude to share what I've been given. Because a lot of times people don't want to, when they don't understand and have an appreciation, they tend to hoard. They tend to want to like keep it to themselves versus giving it out. You know, you go ahead. You want to say something? Yeah. You keep hitting it on the head. The key to success, the key to life, the key to fulfillment is balance. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got to be balanced. This is a balancing act. Mm-hmm. You were you were saying it, which is why I kind of stopped and just let you talk because you were saying it in your own words. The key to this life is balance. You've got to be able to handle what's being thrown at you. You've got to be able to be able to take that. And see what you can do with it. See, my my greatest ability is not my ability to inspire, my ability to entertain. It's my connection to the divine mm-hmm. and my ability to balance what he's given me. Mm-hmm. And I learned that I can balance a lot more steadily in the valley than I can on the mountaintop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think, I think those, those, just like you said it, um, 
when Moses went to to get the tablets, he went up to the mountain, but he came back down, and that that mountain experience was only a short period. Like we're not we're not designed to live up there, and just like you said, the air is so thin. We're again, we're not designed to live there. We're that those moments are really moments where you have encounters with the divine, where he speaks to you and says do this and then we get that information and then we go back to the valley and we begin to work you know and so like um it's i appreciate that revelation because i think that society and even church we we preach that hey this is where you're supposed to live in the mountain time i, I want to get to even our, our martin luther king i want to get to the mountain and yes we want to have those encounters with the divine but we're not designed to live there. We're designed to be among the people. We're designed to get those nuggets of wisdom and understanding and then do what we're doing right now is sharing that wisdom that we have that only comes through suffering and pain and understanding who the divine is to us and through us. The mountain is a pyramid scheme. Yep. Society made that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not the divine's creation. No, you're exactly that's right. Man's, that's man's creation. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. They, there's only one person they teach. There's only one person that could be at the very top. top. Right, right. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Wow. Well, Bjorn, we have gone over our 20-minute time frame for our <laughs> show. As I'm not surprised, but <laughs> we're going to have more conversation with Bjorn Defoe, the Queen of Shade, in the next few weeks. And we're excited about all the really cool things that you're doing, as well as that Live Free Magazine's doing, that you're a part of. And you're going to learn more about that as you stay tuned to this podcast and... Uh, stay tuned to Live Free Magazine at livefreemagazine.org. You can check out all the really cool stuff that's happening there. Uh, and Bjorn, if you can share your social media links so that people can follow you and like you and support the work that you're doing, help us out. What is that? Sure. Thequeenofshade.com will take you to every social media platform that I have. Simple. So thequeenofshade.com. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Love you. We'll talk to you soon. Guys, stay tuned. Bye-bye.